where does the Minnesota Wilds top six rank amongst the rest of the Central Division? Plus, are playoff misfortunes changing here in Minnesota? Minnesota Twins exercised some demons, and the Wilds have some that they could exercise this year as well. We talk about all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked On Wild. Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the course of the week. On today's episode, we discuss the top sixes in the Central Division. We'll look at where the Wilds slot in amongst the rest of the crew. And we'll talk about the power of belief in leading to exercising playoff demons. And the Minnesota sports landscape has no shortage of demons that uh, need to be exercised. And so we'll uh, we'll talk about how the Minnesota Wilds can follow the lead of the Minnesota Twins in trying to put a few of those ghosts, at least, to bed. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. And as mentioned today, we will be talking about the top sixes throughout the course of the Central Division. Plenty of star power here once again, as uh, it's a group that, has a lot of emerging superstars. You've got the likes of Jason Robertson. You've got the likes of Kirill Kaprizov, who have emerged over the last couple of seasons. You have players like Nathan McKinnon, who has been um, a elite-level player for several years. You've got, um, obviously, the likes of Miko Rantanen as well. And then you have some players who are hoping to join those ranks, such as Connor Bedard. Uh, you have a few other players as well who are good, maybe not elite. And so it's a fun and intriguing mix of uh, various levels of star power throughout uh, the course of this central division. And what do you think about when you think about a top six is tons of goals, ability to score goals with speed, with uh, with skill, with strength. And um, all these teams certainly have different ways that they go about it as uh, they go throughout the course of the season or even game to game. And so uh, we will be trying to figure out where the wild slot in amongst the rest of the top sixes in the central division. Now, I want to start before we get to our rankings in next segment. I want to start by just looking at some of the things that we can reasonably expect from the Minnesota Wilds' top six this season. There has been a lot of talk, uh, Michael Russo and Joe Smith, in their one question for each player um, article that they did earlier in the offseason. Their question for Kirill Kaprizov is, can he hit the 50-goal mark this season? And if we remember back to last year, before he was hurt, Kaprizov was right on that line of 50 goals through the course of the season. Now his point total from two years ago had dipped a little bit, 
obviously with the uh, the scoring drought that this team went on for a couple of different points throughout the season. But the goal pace just continued to be steady. And 47 goals two years ago, then Kaprizov right on par with uh, a 50 projected goals uh, for the season. I think he finished this last year before getting hurt with 40. It's a number that I think Kirill is very capable of hitting uh, the 50-goal mark, which is a major achievement. You don't have a ton of guys that hit it. There have been guys that have. I mean, you think of the likes of Austin Matthews, um, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, some of the top talent in the NHL able to eclipse that mark. Oh, and then Braden Point did it too. Uh, but to have a player that can do that is something that the Wild have never had. And so the fact that Kirill Kaprizov is a perennial 50, 40 to 50 goal scorer gives you an idea of kind of what needs to happen for the rest of his line. And two seasons ago, you had 47 for Kirill. You had, I think, Zuccarello had 25, and then Hartman had 35. So obviously right there, you have over 100 goals for that grouping. If Kaprizov does get to 50, or even if he gets 40-plus, let's, let's just say for easy math that he gets 45. If you want your target line to be around 90 for your top line, 90 goals between three players that averages out to be around 30 goals per per person. If Kirill Kaprizov's getting 45 of those, then that means that you need 22 from Hartman, 20 you need 23 from Hartman, 22 from Zuccarello. Some some sort of math in that general vicinity. And it's honestly it's not that far from attainable based off what we know about those guys. Zuccarello is right around a 20-goal scorer per season. On average, over the last couple of seasons, he has been above that. And if he continues to be put in good positions by Kirill Kaprizov, if you figured that the chemistry that those two have factors into some additional goals and points each way, that I think you could say, yeah, we could get Zuccarello to 23 this season. The big thing for him is going to be age and health. Those will continue to be factors here over the next couple of seasons. But assuming he stays relatively healthy and assuming that he stays similarly productive to what he's done over the last couple of years, 23 goals for him should be fine. And you had Ryan Hartman last year who dealt with injury, dealt with a spike in penalty minutes. He still ended the season with 15. And so if he is able to avoid the penalty box and stay healthy, 20 to 25 seems pretty easy for him to, to achieve with Kaprizov and with Zuccarello, with that being your top combination. So 90 goals for your top line, honestly, feels pretty doable. And it doesn't feel like you are asking guys to... um really go above and beyond what they are at this point. Kirill is a 40-plus goal per year scorer. 
So it feels like 90 is attainable. If you get above that mark, I think that's where you really set yourself apart as a top-line combination. And as far as points go, you figure Kaprizov is going to be um, somewhere over uh, over or around 100. Zuccarello between 60 and 70, maybe 60 and 75, somewhere in that range. And then Hartman, if he can be a 50 to 60 points player, for, let's let's even say 40 to 50. Let's not set the bar super high. That, again, feels super attainable for this top line. Then you look for the second line. You have Boldy, who scored 30 goals last year. You have Jewel Eriksson who sets uh, a career high in goals once again. You have Marcus Johansson, who scored six goals with the Wild in 20 games and finished the season with 19. Health is the big factor for Johansson. If he stays healthy, if he stays productive with that second line, he should be a 20-goal guy. Jewel Eriksson is knocking on the door of being a 30-goal scorer. Matt Boldy is a 30-goal scorer in the NHL. If you can get 170 goals, and this is just super quick, super crude math, that feels pretty good for a top six in the NHL, especially with what you have on the third line, fourth line not tasked with as much scoring as it is providing physicality and providing kind of a change of pace. If you can get 170 goals from that top six and things don't just completely fall apart, I feel like you're in a pretty good spot. So if we set that as kind of the benchmark and we can even allow for a little bit of regression, 160 goals from your top two lines. That would, I think, put the Wild on par with any of the other teams in the Central Division. And we'll, of course, go through and look just to make sure that I'm not completely insane. And again, if these numbers don't make sense, if you don't think that this is something that is attainable for this top six, let me know in the comments because that is one thing that I think continues to set Locked on Wild apart is that the comment section is healthy and interacts every single episode. So if you think my math is off, because I'm not a math guy, if you think my math is off, let us know in the comments. But I think 160 goals from your top two lines, your top six, averages out to whatever it averages out to. Um, I think if you can get your top six guys right around 20 goals, you have guys that obviously are going to exceed that. You should be in good shape for uh, for the season. Now, where would that put the Wilds compared to the rest of the Central Division? We will, of course, discuss that as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team? If you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of professional tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers 
Find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Indeed knows when you need to grow your business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash LockedOn to start hiring now. Again, Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day for the everydayers. Reminder, we will uh, take a look at the defense for the Central Division tomorrow as we continue to get you set for the start of the regular season, which will be here on October 12th. We've got a ton of content that we'll be unrolling for you next week to get you set for the regular season. So make sure to stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe, follow along on social media and your favorite podcast platforms. We are going to have content on every platform uh, for you throughout the rest of the season. Let's look at the top sixes in the Central Division. This according to the Daily Faceoff, and some of these more accurate than others. We'll start with the, now let's just go in order again so that I don't tip my hand as to uh, some of these rankings. We'll start with the Arizona Coyotes. Clayton Keller, Barrett Hayton, and Nick Schmaltz. Jason Zucker, Logan Cooley, and Dylan Gunther is what you have in Arizona. I really like what the Coyotes are starting to put together. Um, It's kind of an up-and-coming young nucleus that they have put together. Of course, you've got Logan Cooley, who is going to be uh, in the mix as well. So it uh, it should be a fun season for Arizona, and it's it's a fun mix of players that they have, not only in their top six, but in their forward groupings. So will it be enough to get to the postseason for Arizona? We'll see, but they should be able to uh, throw some goals out there. Clayton Keller uh, rapidly turning into a uh, franchise player for the Arizona Coyotes. Chicago. We'll have Taylor Hall, Connor Bedard, Ryan Donato, Andreas Anthony Lucas Reichel, and Philip Kurashev. Kurashev and Donato both battling some injuries, so that could potentially change. But uh, again, it's all about Connor Bedard here and what he brings to this grouping, giving them a dynamic they haven't had since Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves started to get old. So he's going to be a force. For this team uh, throughout the course of the season. Beyond that, I mean, Taylor Hall is really good. And it's just, it's a young group the rest of the way. Andreas Anthonisiu is super fast. Um, Ryan Donato, he had some nice moments with Seattle. It's a a top six, that's for sure. Um, But beyond that, it pretty much centers around Connor Bedard. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche, Jonathan Druin, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, Arturi Lekkinen, Ryan Johansson, and Valeri Nishuskin. That is formidable, to say the least. Uh, Rantanen, 50 goals last year. McKinnon, when healthy, is one of the best players in the NHL. Arturi Lekkinen, Ryan Johansson, Valeri Nishuskin. That's a great second line. Good bounce back potential for Johansson. And uh, if they can get a little more from Lekkinen and Nishuskin. 
that's going to be a problem line um, for the rest of the Central Division. Uh, the Dallas Stars, Jason Robertson, Rupe Hintz, Joe Pavelski, Jamie Ben, Wyatt Johnston, and Evgeny Dadinoff. You also have Matt Duchesne, who I would assume may work his way up into a uh, second-line role, but honestly, that Stars team is so deep, they can afford to put those guys lower in the lineup just because it seems like everybody on that offense is capable of just going nuts uh, any given day of the week. Um, let's move next to Nashville, who has Philip Forsberg, Ryan O'Reilly, Denis Gurionov, Gustav Nyquist, Cody Glass, and Philip Tomasino. Injury risk here for Nashville. It's it's a decent top six, but there is a lot of injury potential. You're also hoping for a bounce back from Philip Forsberg and hoping that you can get Gustav Nyquist for a full season. Um, so that's that's what Nashville is working with. Minnesota Wild, of course, Kirill Kaprizov, Ryan Hartman, Matt Zuccarello, Marcus Johansson, Jewel Eriksson-Eck, and Matt Boldy. Um, couple of spots, Johansson we mentioned, that just need to get through the season relatively healthy. But that is, uh, that's certainly a formidable top six as well. St. Louis Blues. Pavel Buchnevich, Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo, Brandon Saad, Braden Shen, and Kasperi Kapanen is their top six. And a lot of speed, especially with Jordan Cairo. But uh, Buchnevich and Robert Thomas, that's lethal in that top pairing for the uh, St. Louis Blues. And then the Winnipeg Jets, Kyle Connor, Mark Shifley, Gabe Velarde, Nikolai Ehlers, Cole Perfetti, and Nino Niederreiter. Um, is their second grouping. Velarde is going to be fun to add into that mix. Obviously, Shifley is just the steely vet at this point in his career. Very steady, very elite, very good at everything that he does. Um, and so looking at rankings for this, honestly, I have to put Dallas one. It just the depth is just so it's it's enviable for what the stars have been able to accumulate in their forward grouping. Um, having a guy like Matt Duchesne, who daily faceoff is put on the third line, whether he plays second line, whether he plays third line, Dallas is just, it's a problem. Um, and so I'm putting them first. I'm putting the Colorado avalanche second. There are some questions in that grouping, but again, McKinnon and Ranton is as good as it gets. And if Nishuskin is right, um, that could end up being a better group than Dallas, but just with the depth, I'm going to give Dallas the benefit of the doubt um, and put them first. But Colorado is equally fantastic um, with their top six. After that, honestly, it's, um, it's a situation, I think, I think just because I like that top line so much, and I know they were kind of inconsistent this past year, I'm going to put St. Louis third hot take um, because I just I love that top line of Buchnevich, Thomas, and Cairo. Um, they can be inconsistent. It seems like everybody on that team can with their goalie, but I'm going to put St. Louis third. I then am going to put I see I go between um, I, I'm going to put Winnipeg fourth, 
And I think the equalizer here for a lot of these is the center position. Mark Shifley is a fantastic center. Yes, he's getting up there in age, but Shifley and Perfetti compared to Hartman and Erickson Eck, I, I think Winnipeg is better there, at least at the center position. Now you can argue about the forward groupings, but if we go tiebreaker centers, I'm going to put the Winnipeg Jets um, next, and then I will put the Minnesota Wilds. Um, I think if they can get that uh, a couple of those guys back on track, Hartman for one, um, then that will be a uh, a good group as well. After that, I'm going to put Arizona. I just I like what they have uh, been able to put together uh, out there in the desert. Then I will put. Um, I'm going to put Nashville and then I'm going to put Chicago, uh, to finish things off. And it's not that Chicago's is, it's not that any of these you look at and you're really like, Oh brother, this stinks. It's just, they're, they're pretty close, but I think the teams, especially at the top, Dallas, Colorado, uh, I think they have the best depth of anybody in the division. And again, it depends on how these guys perform as uh, the season unfolds. I reserve the right to change these if a team gets off to a bad start. And if, say, the Minnesota Wilds just rip the doors off as they uh, get the season started, then uh, I think you could certainly make the case that um, that they will be able to uh, elevate. So that's kind of how I see it, at least rankings-wise. Again. If you agree, let me know in the comments. If you have a different ranking, feel free to hit it uh, below in the comments. Let me know uh, because, again, I go by what I see. My set of eyes is not the only set of eyes that exists in the United States. And so uh, if you see things differently, let's hear it. Now, I'm not going to we're not going to talk baseball per se in the final segment today, but I do want to talk about the ability to take a curse that included 18 straight playoff losses and the ability for the Minnesota Twins to ram it in the garbage. And not only, hey, we we took care of business, we got the, the postseason win, they, they stacked another on top of it and they vanquished another demon. And so we'll talk about that and uh, we'll talk about what the Minnesota Wilds can learn from what the Minnesota Twins were able to accomplish. That is on the way as we finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Swing into the NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get up to $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. You could, let's say, bet on the Minnesota Vikings against the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. And even if the Chiefs end up beating the Vikings, you still would get $200 in bonus bets to use for player props, spreads, over-unders, and so much more. So make sure that you get in on the action today. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel official partner of 
the NFL. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. And once again, we thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we'll look at the defense as we continue to rank the central division, uh, finding the best and finding the areas where teams need to improve. So the Minnesota Twins uh, got their playoff demons exercised and uh, they were taking on the Toronto Blue Jays, ended up winning game one to snap the 18 straight postseason game losing streak, which was the longest uh, postseason losing streak in North American sports history. Of course, it was a Minnesota team that had it. They break that curse and they go out today. And not only did they win, but they vanquished the first postseason series win since 2002. And the Minnesota Wilds currently sitting on a seven game, uh, a seven series first round exit streak. They've gone to the playoffs seven straight times and have failed to advance out of the first round. And throughout the course of that, there have been teams that got in with one of the final spots in the postseason, the the Chuck Fletcher wildcard special. Um, there have been teams like 2016-2017 that was one of the best teams in the Western Conference and ended up getting ousted uh, in the first round, courtesy of the St. Louis Blues. And so there are there are all sorts of similarities. There are all sorts of differences as to how the Wild have found themselves on the wrong end of postseason losing streaks over the last seven appearances. And I think this is where frustration comes into play because the last two especially have looked almost identical. And if you look at even the series loss to the Vegas Golden Knights, where the Wild lost in seven games. Jonas Brodeen got hurt in game seven, and uh, it was just downhill from there. But the last few, the last two postseason series especially, it's come down to fundamentals that have led to the Minnesota Wilds coming up on the wrong end of these playoff series. Special teams has been a disaster over the uh, the last two postseasons, especially. That has been a huge weapon for both the St. Louis Blues and the Dallas Stars. For the Minnesota Twins, it was always that they never had that guy that could get on the mound and just refuse to allow the opposing team to score. This year... Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray bulldogged their way through the regular season. Pablo Lopez shows up for game one wearing a Johan Santana jersey, which I think is one of the most amazing. The the new thing that the kids do is those I'm him moments. Showing up in a Johan Santana jersey, one of the great pitchers of my adolescent twins fandom, and saying, I'm channeling some of this because we are not taking no for an answer here um, was great. And the crowd was in it both games to a level that was deafening for anybody to deal with. But I think the thing that really rung true 
for the Twins throughout the season is that they looked at 18 straight losses and they said, we know it's there. We aren't going to shy away from it. We're going to embrace it because in order to, I, I forget who tweeted this, but it was, I think, so poignant of this moment is you can't just take a postseason failure demon or any sort of of demon that you're trying to exercise. You can't just hope that the other team mistakes their way into losing in the case of the NHL playoffs. You can't hope that somebody mistakes their way into losing four games um, and just say, well, hey, they uh, they kind of gave us one. And so I guess that means that uh, that the curse is over. No, you got to take that thing by the horns. You have to meet it head on and you have to vanquish it yourself. And I think this is kind of what we've seen over the last couple of years is up two games to one in both series. You just want to see the team say, this is the year that we are not going to take no for an answer. That we are going to ride out, meet the opponent head on, punch them square in the mouth, and we are getting out of round one. And that is just the way that it's going to go. Instead, what we've seen the last two years is you get up two games to one, teams treat these like actual playoff series and make adjustments. And they try to find things that they can exploit. And every little area, every crumb of dust under the rug gets examined under a microscope in the postseason. And if your opponent finds even one thing that they think is executable to gain an advantage, they will hit it again and again and again and again and again. And what did the Twins do this year? They got great starting pitching, and they made moves treating it like it's do or die because that's what the postseason is. The postseason isn't about the formula that got you there through the regular season. It's about finding the players that stand up and say, this is ours. We're taking this. and taking a few of those types of performances and riding them through to victory. So I hope that the Minnesota Wilds are able to vanquish their demons like the Minnesota Twins were. But in order to do that, you got to meet them head on. You can't just expect the opponent to, well, we're down two to one. I don't know what we can do. I don't know what we can do to get back into this series. No, you got to go win it yourself. So that will do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any of our new episodes throughout the course of the week. Uh, you can find us as part of the Locked on Podcast Network with new episodes every Monday through Friday.